That ugly cat, is his name Hunter? Baby, let me ask you something. Is you down the road? Jones scores! Oh, here's Lennon, shot, scores! They're going to the goal. Lennon, they're in the middle of the shot, block and shot, scores! Matthew Kachuk, what a goal! Back to Matthews, in front! Oh, what a stop by Markstrom! How does that not go? And play continues. Monaghan back across, Bonciapani scores on the backhand! At the moment, here's Dubé, and Dubé cuts him from the backhand, score! Backland, shoots, score! Kept onside by Hannafin, who races into the play. He's in deep, up front, scores! Noah Hannafin! Oh my goodness! And somehow that stayed out too! They're on their feet in Calgary! Left corner for Aginla. Aginla to the left circle. Aginla shot. Joseph Faye rebounds. He scores! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raja. Well, I would like to start this podcast out by just uh, reading you the definition of interference in hockey. Interference is defined as when a player uses their body, pick, or block to impede the progress of an opponent, non-puck carrier, with no effort to play the puck, maintain normal foot speed, or an established skating lane. Yes, Raja. So what you're saying is yesterday on the game-winning goal when Puliarvi, guy who has – this dude's face bothers me more than mine in the morning somehow. Um, so you're telling me that Puliarvi, that whole incident with Chillington center ice, that, that's interference, correct? That is what I'm telling you. And I think if you ask anyone in the right frame of mind, they would tell you that that's interference. You know, that was just – overly blatant that the league just wanted to you know give the Oilers a good little story here is that what it is I I mean they haven't won since December 18th like they can parade around the streets and be so happy for this and so excited that they beat the Calgary Flames but I really hope they know that they are holding on to a very false sense of hope I really hope that like Tippett is extended and I hope that Holland just like dies in the executive chair. Could you imagine like Miko Koskinen gets another five-year extension in Edmonton? Oh my God. Just like ring the wedding bells. We are, we're going out partying. You know, what's actually kind of funny. Koskinen's like the only oiler I feel sympathy for like low key. 
Like I, I like, I look at him. I'm like, bro, this guy is so like, this guy is like, get him the fuck out of there. Like I am, I feel so bad looking at his body language. Like he, he's been harped on and ripped on so many times, man, but he was really good last night. I don't even know how to get into this. Like we lay an egg against Ottawa, right? I don't even know how much we want to get into that game because at the end of the day, like it just feels like it's one of those games that you can just put under the rug. Like it's just inconsequential. That, that team's had our numbers since last season. I don't know what it, what it is or what it has been, but we cannot beat the Ottawa Senators. Drake, Drake Batherson really just came in and was like, fuck you guys in your weird barn. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and, and, we and I was like, all right, well, that hurt my feelings. Like, what? Yeah. You know, then you get to the Florida game and it was almost like, I'm okay with a game. I'm okay with us laying an egg against a team like Ottawa. If then, you know, game following up is stellar and it was stellar like we I wouldn't say we dominated the Panthers but we definitely I guess outplayed them to get was it was it not like the best start you've seen from the Flames in a very long time you know you know how many times we've gotten that early power play and haven't taken advantage of it when finally we do score on it how much of like a momentum shift it is and how much more energy you see in the boys early in that hockey game like Rasmus Anderson just scoring like in general I'm like thank the heavens exactly like thank you finally like it's about time it was about time and I mean it's also one of those goals that has that just had like you know complete effort on it like got a rebound then got another rebound finished it I was like please not fuck it up you have a beautiful beautiful lane right here and he potted it and I was like he did and it just it, it felt like the whole game was like gonna go towards Calgary at that at that time, and it did. I I honestly thought so. Yeah, we'll talk about Blake Coleman getting his seventh of the season. So he's yep. I like I hope the Manjapani Backland Coleman line just stays together for the rest of the year because if we're not getting any new additions, like who the hell are you gonna make your second line? Seriously. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I mean Backland anchors them down, but it is what it is. We're, we're used to this right by now. <laughs> and Johnny and Chucky were great against Florida. Johnny with a four assist night. Chucky goal to assists. Even Sean Monaghan pot in two. And the second one was filthy. Dude, okay. Did you see his smile? Like he when he scored, he so was like. Juiced, man. It was almost like depressing, but it was like, you know, when you like, when Avengers Endgame came out and like. Captain America lifted Thor's hammer and everyone <laughs> just lost their fucking mind. That was Sean Monaghan, bro. Pretty like, much. Yeah. Like this guy was smiling ear to ear, like the cat from Alice in Wonderland. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> What's his face? The Cheshire cat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so happy for him, dude. I was literally like, I didn't even know that he could deke anymore. I was like, I'm sorry, did he just display hands? Holy shit, he roofed it. I know, dude, he looked silky out there. It was like back to 2004-15 Sean Monaghan out there. I was so happy for him. And also that tip, like that tip was also nasty. Like the it was. The um the broadcasters did a hell of a job at downplaying just how good of a redirection that was. They were like, oh, it went off of him. It's like he no, it didn't go off of him. He 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 purposely tipped that. Yeah, like he's <laughs> like uh, yeah, we can talk about how Johnny Goudreau is on pace for 
a better season than his 99 point season. Uh, did you hear that, Francis? Uh, <laughs> pardon me? Like, that about the, bro, like never succeed under a defensive system, a Sutter like system. What was that, oh, Eric? John, Johnny Goudreau's in for it. Yeah, I'm looking at both of you, Eric Francis and Wes Gilbertson. Thanks for making me <laughs> read your garbage editorials. He's on pace for 101 points over 82 games, right? That's that like in a defensive checking style deployment. And this yep. is like, this is nuts. Like he is. What's, what, uh, what's Chucky on pace for this year? Do we know? He's just over a point per game right now. Take that. Like what more could you ask for from Goudreau and Kachuk? Like they're single-handedly carrying this team. Lindholm and Manjapani have started to fall off and i don't know how much of a concern this is but it's starting to be evident where has lindholm been man what has he been up to like i don't know like last night like like edmonton game like i he did not look like he was never situated in the right spot to corral a pass he was always like all over the place i'm like like this is uncharacteristic like i know that he was i think like a week or so ago sutter said that he was like like under the weather like it was like non-covid related but he was like under the weather okay i don't know if i mean obviously that probably if we're you know playing a guessing game that has something to do with why he's looked almost non-existent um but i don't know how long that's gonna last like we're talking like it's been a minute like these games have been spread out too so it's like yeah like they've had lots of days off in between these games yeah I, it's just, I don't like seeing the fact that like Lindholm and Manjapani have just completely taken a dip in terms of their production. Like Oliver Shillington, just to put it in perspective, is now three points away from Manjapani. Oh man. So like, we can talk about the goal scoring and whatnot that he, that, you know, he's still got the most goals on the team and all this aside, but like, what's going on? Like you, we need on a team that has no scoring and it's quite literally a one line team. The whole, uh, the whole essence of, yeah, Lindholm and Manjapani is starting to take a little bit of a dip. Massive red flag, I think. That is a huge flag. And our GM is out looking for defensemen. So yesterday, Freed said something interesting. He mentioned St. Louis, Florida, and Calgary as the teams that have already engaged with Montreal – Regarding trade discussions surrounding pending UFA defenseman Ben Chirot. Uh, Brad, when we said we wanted you lurking around Montreal, we meant for the guy with the nice flow who can score goals. That's, that's, that's what we were looking for. We wanted the dude with the sick hair, okay, who can pot 30. Unreal. Uh, Somebody needs to send Brad like a link to this because I, I just want to explain it to him. I just want to explain why we need Tyler to fully and why he would fit so great on this hockey team. I like, I don't understand how we're looking at what's like the main problem. Like you're as of right now at even strength, right? You can say, okay, Coleman started to pick it up, but like your bottom nine forwards, right? But like, like not counting your top line. There's almost no production coming from them at even strength. And, and we're looking at Ben Chirot. I'm sorry, is defense 
is defense really what you're eyeing right now and we can't score enough goals to save our goddamn life? Well, I think Brad looks at Edmonton. I think he just bases everything off Edmonton. Edmonton's gone all in in this try to outscore your opponent system. And so Brad's just like, oh, well, if we just add more defense, we won't get scored on. We won't get scored on. We can't lose if we don't get scored on. Well, isn't just Ben Chirot just the perfect also candidate for his whole big and uh, size, you know, size and uh, and uh, aggression and, uh, you know, big bodies. Those, those, those type of guys win you playoff games, right? Because it's not like Brett Ritchie shooting the puck into the fucking sun, right? <laughs> like. What was that, man? <laughs> Like, people say he doesn't have hands, but that is impressive. Like, wow. I, like, you are, like, I'm sorry. For anyone who's, like, taking shots at Brett Ritchie for sucking at hockey, please watch that clip. That alone takes more skill than what McDavid does on a nightly basis. Like, Go I'm out not, to I'm the yard today and try to roof a puck that high from that close in front of the net. I dare you. I dare you. Like... <laughs> I'm still in shock that like he's had two he's had two high dangers this year and both of them happened in the span of this week and both of them resulted in a clean shot to the chest like this guy like you could literally see Murray's five hole open on TV like it wasn't hard and the oh, punch- sick pass from Dubé too like a sick pass you know, we talk about, you know, how Backlund needs shooting help and pretty much help in general because he's been non-existent. We talk about how, you know, there are certain guys like we need to work on our finishing. But, like, I am willing to just – you know how they have those, like, where they – like the – what's it called? That program or whatnot where, like, they got, like, little kids that can play hockey that they go, like, meet the team and whatnot. And, like, they <laughs> yeah, them, I'm, right? I'm not sure what it's called, but, yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, I'm going to be the dude who, like, fakes a knee injury and a sob story just so I can meet Brett Ritchie. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, be like, oh, Brett's, you know, I, I, I screwed up my knee playing hockey two years ago. And for some reason, I'm British, right? Like, we'll <laughs> put that in there, right? And then he'll be like, uh, I have a question. Um, I, I've always had uh, really, really, really major trouble always uh, trying to go top shelf, top corner. Could you... Uh, could you teach me how to roof it, please? And thank you. Oh. <laughs> Get drone for doctor just looking at him. Like, I'm sorry, this is he's the one that he wanted to meet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh my god. And it, it like brings up the question: like, we're rolling like four complete plugs that would probably not get claimed if they were put on waivers, like <laughs> in our bottom six. Guys on this team that would clear clear waivers today. Yeah, we have, yeah, at least six. Like, like, <laughs> it's concerning. I it's, Oh, it's brutal. Like, this team has, once again, no depth. And it's like, okay, you take a look at the goals last night, right? Okay, well, sure. First goal, beauty goal from the top line, right? Kachuk, Lindholm connecting, right? Nah. Second goals on the power play. So we're so when we're harping saying there's no depth, we're talking in terms of even strength. Lucic's goal was a rede- redirection on the power play, right? That then, was a pretty nasty tip, honestly. The between the legs, tip. man. That was I love to see that. And I loved hearing the 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 minor Luch chants in Edmonton. Like, hey, suck it, y'all still think you won the trade, huh? That's cute. 
<laughs> nope. I think we took, we came out on top on that one. Like, uh, and then like, let's just say like Noah Hannafin, get a three point game last night. I, I love that. I loved that last night. That was really solid from him. That's you know that's been the part of his game that he's needed to really take the next leap on. I mean, Hannafin's almost played or has played over five hundred career games already, and the dude's only twenty three or twenty four. Yeah. And he was supposed to have that offensive upside that was coming along with him. But like, we haven't seen that in Calgary at all. Not even once. Has he ever had a three point night before? I, I don't think he's ever had a three point night in a Flames jersey, at least. Yeah. In a Flames jersey. I'm not sure. I don't think he has. I love to see that from Hannafin last night. If you, if we can get him involved on the back end a lot more generating points and even like those point shots that he found a couple through last night, that is going to help this team so much. But just so you know, he already exceeded his point total from last season in about 12 fewer games played. So, oh, and so like, that's like, and how many points does he have? So right now he's at 16. He's got four goals <laughs> and 12 assists. I mean, in 1819, it was his career year point wise, 33 points plus 18, right? 1920, 22. So considerable dip with 10 less games played. Last season, 15 and 47. Oh, God. Well, now we're at 16 and 35. So you know what? And he's a plus eight. So last two seasons, he was in the minus category. So, you know, despite him almost killing Johnny Goudreau two straight nights, I think I can get behind his three-point game. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, what the shit, dude? He gave me a heart attack. Him and Raz. Like, I know. Hannafin comes in, just bodies Goudreau. Like, I'm like, I was like, huh? (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. Did you just, like, did you just, like, give me a heart attack? Like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Like, did I stroke? I think I stroked. (laughs) Like, I look over and I'm like, okay, like, it's fine. Johnny's fine. Everything's okay. We can breathe. And then Rasmus Anderson just decides to murder him with a clapper. I'm like, I'm like, I thought thought Johnny was having a heart attack, man. I did. I didn't like, I didn't quite see the puck hit him. I just saw him go into the boards and collapse. And I was like, what, what is going on? I was like, oh no. Oh no. And he never got back up. Like he just stayed hidden behind the half boards. And I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, I was like, this is not happening. Like the one, one half of the amazing thing that's happening with this team right now is getting abused. And I'm just like, by, by his own teammates. <laughs> Can we talk about the Zadorov hit last night on Darnell Nurse and how that guy is such a little pussy, dude? Oh my God. Drop the gloves, fight Zadorov. Don't cross check him in the back. What a noob. Like, bro, bro's like, it's like, why are you so pissy, Darnell? <laughs> like a dog like fight him what are you doing like i'm like from a strictly you know non-biased standpoint you're a fucking moron if you're going in and cross-checking someone like that because congratulations you just put your team shorthanded like that hit is my wallpaper by the way like I'm that like, was a beautiful you know? holy shit that and at the Pretty bad penalty trouble in the second last night and did you see that suck the momentum out of that hockey team man it was brutal. We outplayed the shit out of Edmonton five on five. That is a ridiculous deserve to win meter. It they really was. Like it was 86.4 to 13.6. Oh. 
Like you look at our forward line analytics, our top. So the Johnny Lindy. The Richie line. line. The Richie line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. The Richie line had an expected goals in the 90 range. Um, Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman struggled. I don't know what to do about Backlund, dude. I think it's like I. He's he done. Doesn't even, he doesn't even look like he cares anymore. He's just there. Like he's just he's just out there floating around. I, I don't have anything to say about him. I I don't. Bro, you look at the defense, like defensive metrics last night, expected goals. Holy shit! So Zadorov, like, let me explain this. So Zadorov and Goodbranson were in the sixties. Shillington and Tanev were in the seventies. Hannafin and Anderson were in seventy-five. Nurse and Bouchard were at twenty-three <laughs> percent. Keith and PC were at 34. Their best deep pairing last night was Russell and Cuckoo. <laughs> and you know yeah, what? I don't care that we lost. I don't care. I like, don't care. I, it's naughty. Like, it's an embarrassment of riches. The fact that we were able, like, that, the fact that we outplayed them that heavily and they still won. Like, oh, and Markstrom way off last night he did not look good mm. he did not look comfortable in that net even like in the first like when tyler benson when he came up around they cycled down low and benson came up on the half boards and turned and took that quick little wrister towards the net just seeing how slow markstrom reacted to that puck coming and how like not dialed in he was i was like oh man this is not the time to take a night off marky like you you were outplayed by Edmonton's favorite goaltender, Miko Koskinen, like pretty thoroughly. Like when you take Her, a look yep. at everything, like it was yep. to me, the special teams battle won Edmonton that game, shifted the momentum. And then, like we said earlier, we're not going to harp on it too much, but it's just absolute bullshit. Oliver Shillington just getting decked center ice by Pooley Arvey, who straight up has one of the. Does most- that piss you off? Like, it's not even, like, yeah, it does. It, it, really it does. does. Like I, I lost, like, I lost my mind watching that last night. I was like, are you are you kidding me? Like, you know, when you're watching the game in real time, you're not, you you know, the camera pan didn't really catch it. And they showed the overhead replay, and I was like. And you're like, telling me that if Chillington doesn't fall there, he's – not there in front of the net to stop Dreisaitl from cutting across. He's a hundred percent there every day of the week. Like Chillington in the first period was absolute dynamite. If I'm being honest, this guy was catching up to Fox, just containing McDavid. I was like, Noah Hannah did you see what job too? Game though. Hmm? Did you see what Sutter said about him after the game? Yeah, Sutter called Chillington after the game last night. Which I, I mean, I get what he's saying because I know Shillington is really trying hard to drive that offensive point load and he's really trying to score this team some goals and get point production. And that's not what Daryl wants from his demon, but like, Daryl, if freaking you have the top, bottom nine that we have, somebody's got to fucking pitch in and do it. Like, like, you take a look, so the quote was, when you're playing against Connor McDavid and or Leon Dreisaitl, when they play on different lines and your defenseman's out there, your job is to shut them down, not create offense. 
And then he said, you know what? It's a challenge for Shillington to play against the top guys in this league. So, so I mean, like, I, I get, like, I kind of understand where he's coming from in the sense that, like, Ryan Pike uh, basically came out and summarized it. He said, so he played, you know, 2026 20, last night. He had three shots, took a penalty, was a minus two because he was on for both the Perlini and the dry sidle goals. Yeah. And he was in the penalty box for the first Bouchard goal. Right. Right. So I can understand where Daryl's coming from in saying that. But at the same time, like, who who else on, like, on our back end is going to be – has the speed and the actual hockey IQ to generate offense? Seriously. No one. Like, Nobody can generate the play like Shillington can from our back end. And, like, even when he makes a mistake, like, he can just dash – Catch and he's so fast to get back. Exactly. Like, I, I, I just – I don't think calling out Shillington was necessary last night, and I don't think he really deserved it either. I think Shillington's been amazing this year, and I think he's yeah. really come into form and proven people of, that he can be a top four D-man in this league. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm literally looking I'm, – I'm re-watching the interference play, right? Pooley RV straight up lifts his like straight up like dumped. Like what the fuck? Back to pick or block to impede the progress of an impo- of, of, of an opponent. Like, You're telling me that wasn't a pick that Pooley RV just said on Shillington last night? Like pathetic. Like I don't know how that's like. And honestly, like I said to my mom this morning, like, even if that goal does get called off for interference and this game goes to overtime, we probably lose in a three-on-three to Edmonton. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. We suck, and they have the two best players in the world. But at I, least we get – you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, I'd still at least take the point. Like, we fully <laughs> deserved the point last night. Exactly. We fully deserve a point out of that hockey game. We've deserved two fucking points out of that hockey game. You outshoot – you know, the Oilers 47 to 31, even strength. It was like dominant submission at even strength. Like we pinned them one, two, three, WWE, do, 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 like shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, I don't, that special team straight up shifted the momentum. And at the end of the day, like, what the fuck is Kirk Muller doing, dude? Seriously. Like, what is his role on this team? The power play as much as, you know, we want to look at, you know, the some nights where it does work for us, like the Florida game. You need consistency out of your special teams when you have absolutely no depth past your top line. Yeah, we have one of the best top lines in the league. Hell, maybe even the top best top line in the league in terms of underlying metrics. But where the shit are your bottom nine? Bottom nine and power play. You got to have consistency. And that's what it's all about. Like, even tonight, like, the, like last night, like, the PK, right? Like, Evan Bouchard, right? You're going to let him snipe it twice? Just ripping shot. was the exact same. Like, they didn't change anything. Um, didn't he score the same spot on the ice, like, twice? Like, almost exactly? Yeah. Nobody wants to get in that shooting lane? Nobody wants to block that? Backlund's man coverage on penalty kills, bro, for the love of God. This guy stands in front of, like, okay, McDavid's dead ass looking at him eye to eye. And Backlund's like, ooh. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Like, like, bro, Backlund's standing there. Like, he doesn't even try to, like, play the body. He doesn't even try to get the stick there. He just kind of stands there. I'm like, bro, you're not Markstrom. The fuck is this? I uh, Yeah, like, you're not playing goalie, man. Like, like he's sitting here like, oh, oh, missed it. Oh, Blake, Blake, can you go? Can you go get that? Elias, can you guys do that, please? <laughs> Trevor Lewis on the penalty kill. This guy gives more of a shit than Michael Backlund, and he's about four point six million dollars cheaper i don't know man like you take a look at the high that was the florida game absolute just like it was sexy seeing Monaghan that game didn't so happy dude like Tony Goudreau's out here with a four-point game against the like an actual juggernaut and i love to see that score in this game back we we all knew it was happening too the players love to score against the flames they love it so much so, like, February 19th, is Geo potting one or what? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I can't wait to see that live. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm not, like, it's not even a matter of that I'm mad at the way we played. I'm mad at the idea that, like, the way that the game was taken away from us and why and how that – and how there's been nothing to improve upon that. And, I mean – yeah, we can get into the whole like cap space and whatnot metrics that like you know Ryan Pike talks about. Like I'll I'm 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 gonna bring them up just so people have like a context. He said we're just past the halfway point of the season. The Flames have 1.517 million in cap space. That translates to 3.035 million in cap added today, or 7.587 million available to be added at the trade deadline. Do you hear that, Brad? You have about $7 million to add at the trade deadline. How many death defensemen do you think he's going to bring in? Oh, man. Brad, he's going to go on a freaking shopping spree. He's going to get his shopping cart out. Every butt plug defenseman that he can find is going in the shopping cart. It's like the thing that is interesting is you look at this, like you, you just talk about Chikrin, and God, would he be sexy to add to this team? Oh, my God. Yes, he would. You have Chikrin, you have Klingberg, who if we're talking about defensemen that can generate offense, like Klingberg is an offensive defenseman. And then you've got Ben Chirot. And then you look at their asking prices. I think somebody's actually going to pay it. I think, I think they are. And it's probably going to be us. (laughs) Just to have the guy that can uh, block a couple more shots in a hockey game, you know? Can you imagine <clears throat> deadline day comes up and it's like, oh, oh, we've got a deal. Elliot, Elliot Friedman just goes on Twitter. Uh, Chirot to Calgary for their 2022 first. It's I'm like, punching on my monitor. It's like, didn't you just like, didn't you just say that you're not willing to give up picks and prospects? I like, am punching a hole through my monitor. This is what I'm confused about. So on Friedman's 32 thoughts. So this is what he says. Calgary's general philosophy right now is to keep prospects and picks. Eichel was the one notable they were willing to pay for. Well, then why the fuck didn't we pay for him? Doesn't think the Flames will do Chikrin or even Giordano. They don't want to pay the picks slash prospects for them. Oh, but Chirot is like elite, right? So like we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, elite. Like my question is, why is the whole philosophy about keeping draft picks? Why are you applying that now? And not when we were actually rebuilding slash retooling. Yeah. Like we're talking a year out, literally a, like 
the first year into having Goudreau on this team, okay, we make it to the second round. You go and trade a first, second, second for Dougie Hamilton. So, okay, but we're not in win-now mode. Like, you're still trying to get the core of your team built. And now we're holding on to picks and prospects? Like, if Eichel was the notable we're willing, we were willing to pay for him, why the fuck isn't he here? Exactly. It just goes to show you that Brad still has not assessed this team's needs, never will assess this team's needs, and is a complete buffoon. I don't know how many times you – he's been here for eight years, man. Eight years – or seven, whatever it is. I don't care. It's almost eight. You, It'll be eight in April. You have had so much time to assess what this team truly needs – you and me have come on these podcasts. We dived in deep, looked at what this team truly needs right now and to win and go far and go deep in this year's playoffs. And he can't even do that. He can't even put in the time to sit down and assess this hockey team's needs. Like news came out of Chicago, which baffled me. I think it was Darren Drieger who reported this. He was saying that Kane, Taves, and Seth Jones are the only untouchables. Like to bring it, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you like, are you gonna keep like, okay, so you're saying to bring it, Doc? Like, you're just you're telling me that they're available. Please get to bring it, please. I know that you absolutely love talking to Chicago because like they they sauce you over Eric Gustafson and Nikita Zadorov. <laughs> I know that that relationship is like pretty fucking a one, right? So how about <laughs> Alex to bring it? We just get a short Kings party up in here with Johnny and Debrinkit. Let's do it. And if you're able to dump Monahan or like Backlund for a seventh round pick somewhere, um, <laughs> deal. Like that frees up more. Tell me our power play isn't freaking nasty with Debrinkit on it. Oh my God. Like, you know how uh, like Florida game, they use Goudreau like on the flank, like at the point. So yep. like they were like, screw the defense. We're going to put someone with actual hockey IQ. And it worked. Like the first shot of the power play, it is a tip, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if like we do what we did with Versteeg back when Versteeg was here and we get to brink it, Q being the power play? Oh, my God. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go trade for Debrinkit in NHL 22. <laughs> right <laughs> when we finish recording this. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> so everyone's sitting here like, why are you so negative? It's like, okay, last night's an unlucky, not a loss. Like I'm not negative about that. Like we dominate five on five, absolutely terrible officiating, right? Yep. Garbage. And but I think the other day, like, it's not just luck. Like when we're in the playoffs and you know, the lack of scoring talent is biting us in the ass. What you guys, is, like, you guys can come back and watch these episodes and realize why we are so stressed and upset and angry or whatever you want to call it right now because we know that come playoff time this team is not ready it's not at all listen to this right so jay fresh who's like really good at analyzing models and stuff right? I love yeah. uh his models are just unreal i love Beautiful. i love his metrics um yeah so divisional rank second goals for 13th in the league goals against fifth Goals for percentage, seventh. Take a look at expected goals for, sixth in the NHL. Expected goals against, tenth in the NHL. Expected goals for percentage, fifth in the NHL. 
Penalty kill percentage, fifth in the NHL. Goaltending, fourth in the NHL. Finishing 26th, and we're out here shopping for Venturot. Yep, we need D-men, Raja. That's, uh, that's this team's needs, man. You know? Like, the last two games out of Sean Monaghan, I've been so happy. Did you see that he had a really sick drive last night? And yep. planked it off the post. I was like, yeah, I just that? Shot it off the crossbar or the poster. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, if you score that, it's a different game right now. It is a different game, totally. But I, I like to see him getting more engaged. And that shot, it looks like it's coming back, man. He wired that one. The people who just constantly want to throw stones for the sake of throwing stones are probably going to come in and be like, yeah, but he was deployed against easier matchups. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Look, like, he looks. Like, it's nice to see him shoot again. Like, actually have confidence in shooting the puck again. Made some good plays down low and, like, in, you know, the defensive zone. Like, come on, man. Like you, He was great in the faceoff dot last night, too. Yeah, like, you need – like, at the end of the day, like, if he can get going, if Coleman can get going, I hope Manjapani and Lindholm, whatever drought they're going through right now, that picks up. I mean, part of me is, like, in a really, really, really selfish way low-key kind of happy that Manjapani's kind of dropping because I all I can think of is the contract <laughs> but <laughs> at, the same time, at the same time I'm like for the love of god please score like I don't give a shit if you you know he only has like what one goal on home ice this year or something like that and he has 18 goals on the year I think I think it's yeah I think I don't know if it's one or two goals on home ice but it's very yeah. at that point it's like why are you even comparing <laughs> <laughs> like you know you take a look at the Manjapani Bathroom Coleman line last night they were definitely like it wasn't fun watching them get I guess outplayed but at the same time like I didn't think Coleman was necessarily bad I thought Backlund was absolutely atrocious Backlund's uh, been a game this year like I don't know dude I just need like you know, tomorrow night we play St. Louis back at home. I'm um, going to the game. Oh, sick. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I I don't know, man. I, I just need I need something positive. Part of me kind of wants Vladar to get the start tomorrow night. But fuck. I, I would love to see Vladar get the start tomorrow night. <clears throat> that like, team always played better in front of Vladar. Like, they, they want to they wanna play hard for him. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's just, we can talk about, you know, the how unlucky we were and all that, because that generally was a story, uh, like, luck mixed in with terrible officiating. But, you know, come playoff time, I'm not going to sit here and talk about luck when we've been harping that, you know, it's been very fucking obvious what the needs of this team have been and the holes in our roster. If they're not addressed, we're not, like, this is the thing that people don't understand. Like, we're not negative about a loss in the regular season. We still have the second best points percentage in the, in the Pacific. Again, we harped on this last episode as well. Like, we're looking ahead to what the fuck is going to happen in May if Brad doesn't add to this team. And actually, and we don't talk about any addition. Like, something sensical, please, for the love of God. Ben but, you know, like, at the end of the night, all that matters is the scoreboard above the arena. And the Oilers won last night. So if we do have any Edmonton Oilers fans that are, do listen to our podcast a little bit or whatever, you know, GG's, it was a good game. <laughs> I mean, I really hope next game Calgary's going to come out and improve who the better hockey team is. And, like, part of me feels like we already did that. You know what I mean? Like, we absolutely obliterated them at, like, even strength. Like, it wasn't even, like, it was borderline pathetic watching us, like, actually destroy Edmonton like that five on five. Yeah. We need to work on our special teams. This roster needs to be better. 
Yep. Yep. I can't believe the fire Bradshaw living hashtag hasn't taken traction yet. I know. Like, come on. Like, let's you, get the ball rolling here, people. Come on, start it today. For the last, like, you know, few years prior to Benning being fired, like, they had fucking billboards up in Vancouver saying, fire Jim Benning. Benning <laughs> out. We're sitting here like, oh, we love pizza. Oh, Hawaiian is our favorite. Oh, wow. This is <laughs> like, good Lord, man. I, I don't know. I just hope that, like, like part of me i saw this meme i'm gonna give a shout out um there's this account who's run by a pretty funny kid i'm in a group chat with him his, his account is we fired jeff ward version two right <laughs> or volume two i don't know what the v stands for but it's a meme. yeah <laughs> and he posted this really funny meme that was like oilers fans when they realize that winning probably means tip it stays and it's a picture <laughs> of waluigi like with like like just fucking looking down and he's like i've won but at what cost (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it it's great like i i don't know man i guess we'll find out i think we prolonged edmonton like if edmonton comes out and loses their next game right the end of the day no one's gonna give a shit whether or not they beat us on saturday night or not like no one cares i feel like we have a good stretch of games coming up here where we should all things going well be able to get back to back we've got st louis twice one like tomorrow night at home columbus on wednesday and then st louis on thursday back to back so like those like next week is also going to be kind of telling in the sense that like you know if you're st louis isn't exactly a weak opponent whatsoever but columbus Mm -hmm. it'll be kind of telling to see how we play against a team that is below 500 you know what i mean like yeah and Columbus is one of those teams we usually play pretty well against. So I, I'm excited for that game for sure. And I'm really excited for this game on Monday. It's going to be very telling. I'm, I'm excited to see how the boys come out and play. I want to see, you know, like we dominated last night. And I, I, I think we're going to do the same on Monday. And I really, really hope we see a lot better finishing from the squad in this upcoming week. I feel like that's just it just has to happen. It has to come around eventually. I think Johnny getting four points or five points in his last two games. Kachuk being a menace inside. Oh, one more thing. Did you see the after the Kachuk goal, the Oilers fans in the front row flipping him off? That was the funniest. No, I did not see game. that. Bro, I they did. were literally, they, they literally straight up, like, he scores, right? And he just goes like this, and then they, like, the boys huddle him, and you just see these two Oilers fans in the back, like, fuck you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Living like, rent-free. Living rent-free. I'm like, wow, free free real estate. like Exactly, baby. Geez. Let's go. Unbelievable. Anyways, yeah, that's about it. Johnny Gaudreau's my dad, and I'm going to end it there. Johnny Gaudreau's my birth father. Um, I Actually, I don't know. I mean, we I think we might have been separated when I was young. I don't know. I just <laughs> feel like some form of disconnect. You know what I mean? I need to go find myself. And with that note, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>